Uh, we're joined, as we are each and every Wednesday, by, uh, Wednesday rather, by Dan Orlovsky on the Harbor One Hotline. He is part of WEI's coverage of the football postseason, brought to you by Wise Snacks. Uh, that's postseason. No one does crunchy, salty, or cheesy better than Wise Snacks. Dan, how are we doing this week? I'm doing really good. How are you guys? We're doing well. We uh, we sat here and we watched Gerard Mayo. I'm trying to remember. what You played against Gerard, correct? No, yeah, I played against Gerard. He gave me one of the hardest hits I've ever taken on a touchdown pass to Pierre Garçon, but he, he cut me in half one time for sure. Okay, so I was going to ask you what you remember about him, but that's uh, that's got to be top of mind, I would imagine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he uh, he came through as a linebacker, obviously, and right when I threw it, hit me square in the middle of my chest. This is one like you could hit quarterbacks back in the day and uh, lit me up pretty good. But, you know, I remember him, super smart player, kind of knew exactly what you were going to do. Um, you know, very, very difficult to fuel. So, or fool, excuse me. So, um, and then just kind of seeing his development and growth and, and where he's gotten to today. Super, super excited for him. So what do you think of the hire? Yeah. I mean, I, I have, I, I'm, I'm not going to sit here and lie to you and say, I love the hire. I don't know that much about Gerard other than you kind of the reports you hear, from outside of the building, you've heard this for a couple years that he was this head coach in waiting. Um, so I, I think, you know, by himself, you sit there and said, says, you say have has a lot of the signs of a good head coach, a good leader. Um, they're hiring from within. So he's got to be able to shape the way that things have gone um, and kind of the way that he learned and or at least the bad parts of it or the parts that didn't necessarily translate into wins He's going to be challenged with that. Um, we all know that so many people from that building have gone and tried to replicate that stuff unsuccessfully. And so I do like hearing him say, like, I'm not trying to be Bill, be Bill Belichick. I'm trying to change some things, repair relationships. So that's encouraging. Um, it's going to happen. It, it has to happen. So there's a part of me that's up there and says, you like it because of everything you hear about Gerard. And then there's a small part of me that says, oh, man, like there, there still is the – in-house is the way that we do things type of, I guess, hesitation. Now Pittsburgh did that with Bill Cowher and Mike Tomlin as well, and it's worked out very well. So I'm not saying it's going to not work out, but there is part of that that we just have to kind of pay attention to. Dan, how do you feel about giving first-time head coaches uh, personnel power? And I know that's kind of a broad question, but for someone like Gerard Mayo, how much say do you think he should have in – the players that they get in free agency in the draft and, you know, who stays on the team and who's cut. I mean, you obviously want everybody to collaborate. It's it's really difficult to coach players that you don't believe fit into what you want, both on and off the field. Um, but there's also, you know, multiple eyes on what the vision and vantage point um, needs to be are important. So uh, like how much power it's, you know, it's, 30% to 70% as far as, you know, I, I always believe that I, I never understand when teams go, well, we're just giving full power to the head coach. There's That's one set of eyes. That's one way of thinking. And I, that, that very rarely works out. And so I always think that, hey, coach, what type of players do you like and what type of players do we need for us to excel? What are, our, what are we missing? Where are our holes? Um, and you try to go find that and build the football team um, as a personnel and or general manager character or placeholder rather than, hey, just head coach, you do everything. So you definitely want his viewpoint and input, um, but I just don't 
I don't think there's a lot of examples in the NFL of head coach has full power and all works out. Dan, do you think this is a bad year for a team, maybe not like the Patriots, but any team to sort of rush into hiring somebody considering all of the names that are out there right now? I think it's the opposite. I think you got to move. I think you got to be the team that's going to jump. You, you know, eventually someone's going to make the decision to go hire a Bill Belichick or a or a Vrabel or a Ben Johnson. And you're going to sit there going, oh, oh, like you know, that's the guy we wanted. And so I, I think while the pool is deep, you know, you, you you if you feel that you've identified like, hey, that's that's the one of the two that we need. Like, there's two guys that we really think are going to excel at organ in our organization. I don't think you can hang around and just wait. Um, and so at some point, these guys are going to get scooped up and you're all of a sudden going to be sitting there going, you know, what happens if this week we have the almost a repeat of last week, but on the flip side of hirings rather than retirings? You know, in the matter of 36 hours, it was Pete Carroll, Nick Saban, and Bill Belichick. Now, what happens if Mike Vrabel and, and Bill Belichick get hired in the next you know, 24 hours. And then all of a sudden we, you know, Ben Johnson's going to go wherever he wants and then Harbaugh. And then it's like, Oh, we, uh, we, we, we lost out on the, the four guys that we thought were difference makers. Dan, you said a while ago that uh, you heard Bill Belichick already had his destination picked out. I'd say enough time has passed. Can you tell us what that destination is now? <laughs> uh, I'm not going to tell you what that destination was that I heard. No. Um, but it is, it, it is one of the teams that is vacant. Okay, that's what I was just going to ask. So right it's, it's one of the it's one of the teams that uh, we could connect some dots on. Okay, where do you think Bill should go? Um, so I think Coach Belichick needs to go to a place that he can just coach ball and and no longer um, have a, a significant say in personnel. Um, so like, where do I think is the best place that he can go win? Like, okay, let's let's have the conversation about Atlanta. He goes to Atlanta. The next part of that is who's the quarterback and who does he want as the quarterback or does that matter? And because I'm sure you're, you're trying to ask him that, who's the quarterback? I don't think Baker's leaving Tampa. Okay, I don't think Kirk Cousins is going to end up leaving Minnesota. Does he want Justin Fields? Is, is he, does he think that he can go win a bunch of games with Justin Fields? If he wins or if he goes gets Justin Fields, I think they can win a lot of games. Who's the offensive coordinator? <clears throat> is he going to bring Bill O'Brien for Justin Fields? Is he is it going to be Josh McDaniels? Is it going to be Greg Roman? So I think Atlanta is intriguing, but you know you you have to have that question get answered. Washington, I think Washington is super talented on offense. You obviously have the second pick of the NFL draft. Does Coach Belichick want one of those two young quarterbacks? Um, and I think he's a good enough coach that he can fix some of the deficient defensive deficiencies. Not all of them. Um, I think those are the two places that make the most sense to me right now. Now, Philly, um, you know, Dallas, I, I think I, I read that Julian Edelman said, Coach Belichick respects people that do their job at a very high level and how he beat New England, obviously. And so I, I could absolutely see um, Philadelphia being a place where if it came open, he would do well there. So if you are Jerron Mayo – and you have the latitude to make the decision on the next offensive coordinator for the Patriots. Who would you bring in for this place that the team is in right now? And also, yep. will you be interviewing for any positions <laughs> on the Patriots staff? Don't laugh. You might be. <laughs> um, uh, if they called me to interview for a place on their staff, I would go and interview, but I have not been called in regards to that. Um, have you thought about calling them that... first? 
No, 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 I have not. Um, they might just see the you on TV that, and they're like, you know, he's getting his hair washed for free there. We don't know if we can offer that. <laughs> I don't get it for free. I have to still work for it. That's um, true. <laughs> the it's names that I would call, I, I think that the, the, I would definitely find someone from the Mick Shanahan tree, the Kyle, you know, Shanahan, Sean McVay tree. Uh, Liam Cohen would be probably the first name I call, who's the offensive coordinator at the University of Kentucky. Second name I would call would be Clint Kubiak, who's Gary Kubiak's son, who I believe is in San Francisco as their pass game guy. Third name I would call would be Brian Greasy, longtime NFL starting quarterback, who is the quarterback's coach in San Francisco. If you look at the final eight teams this year, where football's going in the NFL, six of the eight teams major in some form of that foundational offense. Those would be the first three names. Okay, he's Dan Orlovsky. He joins us each and every Wednesday here on Jones and Mego with Arcand. Uh, we got one more week, Dan. We will uh, break down, I'm sure, at some point, the NFL's postseason. Maybe we'll get some answers on where Bill Belichick is heading. Uh, check out Dan on Twitter at Dan Orlovsky7, and uh, we'll talk to you next week. Thanks so much. Thanks so much, guys. All right, Dan Orlovsky, as all our guests, joins us on the Harbor One Hotline. He's brought to you by Wise Snacks, giving away 100 authentic pro football jerseys. Just go to wisegameday.com today for your chance to win. I just looked up that hit that Gerard Mayo laid on Orlovsky. Lethal? First of all, he got hit. I'll, I'll tweet it from the show account. Mayo had his number all day. I mean, I don't even think that was the worst one, but I'll, I'll trust Dan and say that he absolutely so this has to be, smoked. This has to be the game where he came in and led a comeback against the Pats at Gillette, yeah, right? He scored. He threw two touchdown passes in like the last four minutes, but as he said, Gerard Mayo like basically came unblocked from the right side and got him up like high around the chest. So where did your mind go mego when he started talking about vacancies he said it was a place that had a vacancy right now so that eliminates yep. dallas and philly yep and then he talks about atlanta and washington like that he didn't mention la okay well what what name did you say to me washington. Off the air. okay washington. Just saying. yeah what's, washington. So, what's so hard about that because, washington. because he goes yeah he should focus on coaching just coach ball don't pay attention to the personnel well who is a gm in place right now washington just hired adam peters yeah, uh, look, I, I, I could see that being Atlanta. I know he mentioned both. They have a good roster, and he went on and on about picking a quarterback and having to get the quarterback right. And you'd have to do that potentially in Washington as well. So that seems to be what Orlovsky is hearing. Uh, very conveniently, our candidate is the team that he alluded to many, many months ago. He won't tell us what it is, but you know, it's totally what I heard. It's totally one of those. I thought he told us then it was – did he say it was a vacancy then? I don't no. remember. I don't to be quite remember. He said something like it wasn't going to be a playoff team, but I guess Atlanta and Washington would both fit that bill. You know what? I'll text Mac. And the only <laughs> non-vacancy at that time was either Carolina or Vegas, right? Yeah. Like there wasn't. You well, know, Vegas. For sure. uh, yeah. I'm not going to tell you what that destination was that I heard. No, um, but it is. It, it is one of the teams that is vacant. Okay, so not Dallas and not Philly, according to Orlovsky. That's what he heard many moons ago. He did say if they open. They should look. 617-779-7937. Bunch of you waiting patiently here on the phones. Let's get to uh, Gerard Mayo and his worldview on uh, some of the analogies that he gave us. You know, Bill Belichick would give analogies Ooh, from time to time. Ooh, I love an analogy. Let's, uh, let's get into this. I enjoyed that. It's next.